Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The bankruptcy of the world's largest shipping, container shipping company, Han Jin, and what it means for the global economy and for the shipping industry itself. Here to tell us more is Ted Jaddick. He is Managing Director and Chief Executive, as well as President of DNB Markets. He is also the Chairman of this week's New York Maritime Forum. Ted, thanks very much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Now, just to mention that DNB is Norway's largest financial services group, right? It's in, and it's one of the largest in the whole Nordic region. That's correct, yes. Tell us about what has happened in the shipping industry and in financing the shipping industry since the bankruptcy of Hanjin, the South Korean shipping company. Well, I think Hanjin bankruptcy is is obviously a dramatic event. Um, I, I think the, the forces... Uh, driving the financing of the shipping business have been in place well before that bankruptcy. Uh, and in, in, in short, that is a, 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 a more constrained environment for, for shipping companies looking to raise financing, whether it's from banks, whether it's from capital markets. Um, shipping has traditionally been a privately owned industry, and, and most of the capital has come from the, from, the, from the commercial banking sector, a lot of it concentrated in Western Europe and the, and the Nordic region, uh, and then the, private, the, the, the owner's private, uh, private checking account. Um, capital markets are becoming more, uh, much more active. Shipping companies are coming to the capital markets more regularly, uh, so you now have a number of listed companies um, who would be you know, using the typical instruments that the public markets would, uh, would be able to offer. Um, but generally speaking, uh, with tighter capital controls on banks, requirements for, for higher capital levels, uh, and shipping generally modeling out in, in most banks' models as a, as a higher risk industry, uh, that, that's constraining the amount of bank capital that's available for the, uh, for the industry. Uh, the public markets have been a little bit less generous lately. Valuations have, have come off. That's really sector-specific and due to specific factors in those sectors. Uh, so generally a more constrained environment. What the, what the bankruptcy of Hanjin will do um, will create a lot of dislocation in, in, in that particular market. Um, uh, ships get arrested. Um, shippers have goods on these ships that are expected to be in ports all over the world by certain deadlines. It's a very tightly scheduled industry. Uh, that, will, that will create a lot of headaches for people who, uh, who have their goods on Hanjin ships. Um, whether this will lead to some further consolidation in that sector, time will tell. Uh, whether the Korean government f wants to find a way to fashion a solution to keep the company afloat, uh, we'll see. Pun intended, I'm sure, keeping the company afloat. But, Ted, I just <laughs> have to ask you, uh, is this a sort of, you know, it, it's, it's like uh, developers of houses. Boom time, everybody builds, they don't care about who's going to buy the, the market because they just want to sell their house. Was there just too much shipping capacity? And is this actually sort of an, an, an inevitable outcome? And this kind of shakeout will leave the industry on a sounder footing. 
definitely, it is a common problem with shipping. Shipping shipper ship owners manage to shoot themselves in the foot by building too many ships in a good time. And and of course, it takes two two years generally to deliver a new ship. So so by the time that new ship comes, the, the market conditions have have often changed. Um, in the container shipping market, uh, where Hanjin is 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 that that's their sector. Uh, there's been a tremendous uh, growth in in the amount of tonnage been ordered uh, by by all of the major liner operators, and they've been not only ordering more ships, but they're ordering bigger ships. Uh, so the so the capacity that has been added to the market has been considerable. Um, Hanjin going into bankruptcy, the, the unfortunate thing about shipping companies going bankrupt is that the, the vessels don't go away, and the vessels are what create the extra capacity. So where those vessels will end up, unless they end up in a scrapyard, um, will not necessarily alleviate the uh, the capacity issue. You mentioned the market conditions when it comes to the container vessel industry. Of course, there is also the dry bulk shipping industry. Give us your take there. Uh, I'm relatively optimistic on the outlook. And I beg your pardon, this is uh, hauling things such as coal. This is coal, well. iron ore, grain. Yes. Those, those would be the three three major uh, dry bulk commodities, Pim. Um, I'm relatively more optimistic. Um, why is that? Uh, it's been through a terrible period. Um, what that has meant is that owners have basically stopped ordering new ships. Um, the growth in demand uh, continues. China had been the main driver for many years. The market peaked in kind of the mid-2000s, five, six, into early seven. Uh, as China began consuming less of the of the of that type of commodity, kind of shifting their, their economic growth model, um, demand did come off. The owners had built in anticipation of that continuing. Uh, so you had for a number of years a, a, a big overhang of ships. Now that now that ordering has really slowed down or almost stopped, you know that that overhang continues to diminish, and we've seen demand continue strong uh, and growing in 2016. Chinese production of iron ore and coal is relatively much higher priced than world uh, other major producers and of a lower quality. Uh, China was willing to subsidize those domestic producers for a longer period of time than I think many had, had expected they would. That now seems to be clearly coming to an end. And, and so domestic production of those commodities in China is off, but their demand continues to grow, which obviously, obviously helps the import side. Uh, Ted, we've got about just 20 seconds or so here. Tell us about the New York Maritime Forum this week. Pretty big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, I believe it's the seventh or eighth that Capital Link uh, has sponsored. This is our first year working with Capital Link to to sponsor this event. Um, it is an event that will both uh, look at the, the global shipping industry and where it's standing. So we'll have panels of ship owners and financiers and analysts. Uh, but it's also very much focused on New York as a maritime center. So there'll be a number of panels focused on those types of topics as well. Well, we're excited about it. Well, good luck to you and congratulations. Ted Jaddick, Managing Director, CEO, and President of DNB Markets, and he's chairman of this week's New York Maritime Forum. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox on Taking Stock. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.